Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Thursday for those, those that are joining us live. For those that are joining us any day of the week, thanks so much for being here. We're honored. For those that are in um, the Northeast, we're hitting, we're getting hit with more snow, although I understand that some of our Texas friends have been de- getting it pretty hard. Amazing. Have, don't you find that like as soon as winter is leaving, like it holds on? I always assume like it, this always happens, you know? Winter's got to come and winter's got to go. That's right. That's right. Israel's getting it too, which is incredible. Um, it's amazing. Snow's coming down. Now, remember the, the, the spirituality of snow is the whiteness, is the, the purity. When God brings snow into this world, in Hebrew, the, there's a verse that says, Kesheleg Yalbinu. God is saying, I will purify you um, like snow. Snow has a certain purity to it. A lot of, a lot of depth in snow. It's different. Each snowflake is different. And so may, 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 may we feel purer today than yesterday. And may we appreciate, hopefully, March, April, May even more. We've been talking about this idea of the pregame. Now, I, I want to just be, be clear about something. This isn't about sports. This is about depth. When we talk about pregame rituals, what's happening is that people that have to perform at any level, art, science, business, athletics, when people are in positions of high performance, they, they learn how to get to a deeper place. They have to. They're not going to the depths of spirituality, but they have to go deeper than the physical world. They have to, because if they would just stay at the surface, they would, the, this, the, the, the enormity of the situation would overwhelm them. They have to go to some other place. They have to go to some other, um, some other zone where they're able to tap into a part of themselves that is beyond the trains running. And this doesn't have to be when you're a world-class anything. It's just what they have to do. And we absolutely can learn from them. And so what we spoke about yesterday really was this concept of finding areas in our lives where we can immerse in. Depth is in the immersion. Depth is deeper than the surface. That's why it's called depth. It's between the tracks. That's where we find the depths of who we are. That's, our, that's where we find our spirit. It's the, the surface that feels like it can't stop moving. It's the surface of our lives that moves too quickly, but the depth of our lives moves slowly. When we're in a situation where we can do it once or twice, not only do we have that ability in the moment, but now we can learn how to get back to the moment, right? This is a concept in business called in and on. 
I do this with, with companies. It's very hard. It's working in the business and on the business, right? In the business is what do you produce? If you make shoes in the businesses, how do I take something and make it into a shoe? On the businesses, when you work on how the business functions, how does sales function, how does production function, how does uh, HR function, right? You're on the business. Life's the same way. You can work in the relationship. What are we doing? Got to go to school. Got to get, and then you can work on the relationship. What does it mean to be a parent? What does it mean to be a child? What does it mean to be, right? You can work in the religion. Did I put on this? Did I eat this? Or we can work on the religion. Wait, why do I do this in the first place? And we're always in that space of in and on. Just to make it, just to create, although this is not a, really a black and white, but we'll just say it anyways, because it'll be easier, which is usually in is the surface and on is the depth. Usually in is what I'm doing every day. Go, go, go. On is why am I doing it for? To get in, in you can do quickly. On usually requires a little more depth, a little bit more um, focus. Why do I do it for? What's the best way to do it for? What's the wisdom of this thing in the first place? And that's why so few businesses are really successful because they don't have time to go on them. Most people that run companies or that are part of companies or that work in a company, they're just so busy doing their jobs and then running away from their jobs, TGIF, that who has the time to like stop and focus on the thing itself. It feels almost unproductive. Let me give you one more paradigm while we're doing the world, world of paradigms now. We'll just throw it all out and then we'll unpack it together. Busy and productive. That's another paradigm. Busy is activity. Productive is advancement towards a specific goal. Lots of time we're busy but we're not productive, right? We come home, we're like, I don't know, I, I, I'm exhausted, but did I accomplish anything today? <laughs> like, you ever had that? You get to the weekend, you're like, well, I remember being exhausted. Yeah, like, I don't feel like I'm well-rested, but what did I accomplish today? You ever had that feeling? It's really sad when you see it at the end of a, a year. We worked really hard this year, but I don't see what we've produced that was much different than last year. We're living in these worlds now together and they all intertwine. The world of surface and depth, the world of in and on, the world of busy and productive. We can do one more, one or two more if you want to really get into it. The world of temporary versus everlasting. Going and doing and building temporary structures, temporary relationships versus sowing and building something that lasts forever. And this concept called building versus planting and all, what, all what, what that means. But we can get into that. But, but I want to sort of tie the paradigms together and explain that the way we transition 
from in to on, from surface to depth, is when we find the things that we are, that are the easiest for us to be deep with. And then we stop when it's over and ask ourselves, well, how did I get there? Right. So let's let's let me give you the example. Right. We're talking about depth. Let's say depth in relationships, let's say. okay. so, you know, we have a relationship and it's surface. It's about me and how I feel. And the conversations are fairly surfaced. It doesn't mean like when when I'm talking about a surface relationship, it has to be like deep conversations. I'm saying the relationship. So let's take um, two friends or, uh, you know, a couple. When one is talking and the other one is distracted, usually the distraction is not because the, the, the conversation is boring. Usually the distraction is because they're not satisfying them. I don't really care about what you're saying because I don't really care that much about you. I don't care if I'm married to you for 20 years. Like this area, I don't really care that much about. And so the relationship, now listen, it's, if you're living with somebody and you talk to them five times a day, like you don't got to kill yourself. You know, we get, we, we get, husbands get a ton of slack for this, by the way, just letting you know, a ton of slack. I'm a, I'm a pretty big defender of husbands on this one. It doesn't mean that every single conversation you have to be like fully locked in the entire time. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I do spend, thank God, a wonderful time with my wife and she's wonderful. And I listen a lot. But either way, let's just let's let me come out of that world for a second. If I'm sitting with my wife or my family or my friend and I am distracted, it's a sign that I'm not at the level where I need to be, especially in specific moments. Okay, so now I say to myself, I really want to get better at this. I've been talking to this person for months and years, and I don't feel that I'm connected to them in any deep way. I'm sitting at my job and I'm totally un, uninspired. And I want to like deepen my relationship to my work. So I keep on trying to get new things to do, but it just never seems to get there. Let's say I'm more, uh, you know, let's say I'm more of a religious person. So I'm doing rituals. I don't feel like they're, they're mattering to me, right? Anyone have this? I'm doing my stuff. I'm doing the right stuff. Just don't feel depth. I don't feel the depth. Fine. If I immerse myself deeper, and if I use this this stuff that we've been talking about to go deep, then I'm going to block out all the distractions that are coming at me, whether they're physical or mental, and I'm going to focus all of my attention on the thing that is in front of me. Now I'm sitting down to the table, and I'm all there. And I'm learning, even though the conversation seems exactly the same as yesterday, but this time I'm focusing myself more on the person who's speaking. And if I do it enough times, like it does feel different. I'm saying the same words that I've always said, but now I'm saying them slower and with more meaning and it feels different. Now I'm sitting at my job and where I was trying to get through my day and seeing what I can Google and search, I'm actually trying to do a good job on this thing and I'm slowing myself down. And in my slowing, I'm really, I'm feeling differently because it's a little nuanced, but like, I, I can feel it. 
because immersion immersion matters. We we have the research scientifically of what it does when you use your um, the small window of attention that we have to one thing. We have uh, you know spirituality. It works. Okay. I had a great dinner just now. I went out with a friend, and we just caught up and I wasn't thinking and distracted, whatever. Okay. That's in. That's in. So whereas just being in is amazing. When you think about it, it doesn't necessarily help you get back in. It makes it a little easier. It reminds you how lucky you are to have these people in your life. It reminds you how how ridiculous it is that you're allowing the stupidest things to distract you. Everyone have that feeling? We spoke this yesterday with the, with the wedding. Like, you know that this is so much more important in your life, but it's life and life is surface and life drives you crazy. So just going back and doing it allows you to remember how important it is. But then you leave it and then life gets busy again. And then you come back to the table. You come back to the synagogue, you come back to the desk and you, it's hard. And then you hear class or you hear a speech or you see a meme or God forbid there's a low in someone's life and then there's a high with God's help. You're like, oh, right, 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 right. Immersion. I'm going to be great this time. Right? Round and round we go. Why? We don't want to go round and round. We want to live deep lives. No one has to convince us to be deep. No one's sitting here going, what? Deep? Are you crazy? That's stupid. Don't be deep. No one's thinking like, nah, be distracted. Are you kidding me? They're just kids. Who cares? They don't listen to you anyways. Your phone is so much more important. I'm telling you, trust me. Scroll Instagram. It's so much more valuable to scroll Instagram than just pay attention to that little kid. Who cares? He's not going to remember what you say anyways. I've never heard that one before. We can't get back there, not because we don't know how to be in it. We can't get back there because we don't know how to get to it. This is what we thought to touch on yesterday, about the pre-game rituals. I want you to picture as if there's like um, there's like a threshold. We did this before. I never really watched Star Trek, to be honest. But if I'm right, if those who are the, who have from what I understand, there's like a magical world that you get to like walk through like a door. You know what I'm talking about? Is that true? Is that Star Trek, Andy? Like whatever it is, in my head, I'm picturing that you're living in one world and then somebody opens up this door that's like, you know, fuzzy on a screen and you walk into the next world and then you're in the new world. Is that true? I guess so. Beam me up. Yeah. Yeah. Andy's not a trick either, but I'm sure we have somebody who knows this. The key is not to figure out how to get into the next world. The key is to figure out where's the door, right? To, to live in the world of, oh, I'm immersed because someone made me feel bad, or I have a moment of introspection. Oh, now I'm not immersed because now I'm surfaced. No, the key is to figure out where the door is. The key is to know where nine and three quarters is and to know what it's going to take just to get you to the door. So let's sort of build this out together. 
if the world that we're trying to build of depth is the immersion moment, the conversation of depth, let's just use like, you know, let's use the kitchen table. So if in the kitchen table, you want to get to a place of depth, you want to immerse yourself into this conversation so that you're all in. You have the kitchen table in a deep way. And let's assume that you have the, you have the world outside that the emails, life. And usually if there's no connection, as you go from life to the kitchen table, you just keep, you bring life with you. It's not a question of how do I get to the kitchen table in a deep state? I want that. And only time I ever get there is hi, hello, someone reminding me. I don't want to do that. I want to live in the deep state. I want to live in, in, in a place where wherever I go, I'm fully immersed. I don't want to have to always need something to remind me to live a deep life. So as opposed to looking at the kitchen, going, oh, I got to get, I got to get there. Track it back. What's the threshold between the outside world, if you will, and the inside world? What's the threshold? When can you, what can you tap into that will allow you to say, oh, I'm not there yet, but in this moment, I'm about to get there. And when I'm about to get there, I got to do something to accelerate my ability to be deep. Right? So if I walk into the house and I get to the kitchen table, if that phone goes with me, I'm out. So it's not in the kitchen table. Pre-kitchen table, I got to drop off the phone. If I walk into this thing and I have a, an expression that I tell myself, I got to tell myself that expression before I walk into that table. If I walk in, what's the ritual that I can start to condition myself to do? And then because of the, the, the science of neuroplasticity, I know that if I just hold the ritual long enough, it will become normal. So that not only do I get the occasional depth at the moment that I need it, but now I have structured a path to get to the depth consistently. So when I walk into that place of spirituality, let's assume it's a synagogue or whatever. If I walk into the office, if I walk into the restaurant, if I walk into the bedroom, if I walk into the kitchen, if I walk into wherever I'm going, I can't rely on the fact that when I get there, my brain will be ready because my brain's living in the world of busy. It's living in the world of surface. It's living in the world of go, 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 trains, 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 trains. It won't guarantee me when I'm in environments that really matter or that should matter that I'm going to bring my, my head fully with me. So I have to now track back to a threshold and build a ritual around the threshold. So that when I get to the threshold and I can click into my ritual, my ritual will accelerate me into the environment in a different state. Everybody with me? We're going to explore this, but everybody with me on this one? I'm going to tell you a secret before we end, by the way. Let's just circle back to, uh, to Judaism for a second. You ever notice what we do on thresholds? You ever notice this? 
amazing, right? We take very, we're very particular about parchments. Very particular. Writing God's name on a parchment is a big deal for us. You see it in three major areas. You see it in the scrolls, the Torah scrolls that are locked behind an ark synagogue. You, 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 it's a big deal. You know, you see them in to fill in boxes that are pouched and put into place, taken on only a very specific. You know what else you see a parchment? God's name written on a parchment. Anybody? On a threshold. Yep, the mezuzah. Do you know why? Because God knows exactly what he's doing and he's building that nine and three quarters. God is building a beam me up Scotty's fuzzy thing so that we go from the outside through the threshold into the inside. When you build the threshold, now we're going for like hoping I can be deep to structuring depth. That's what we got to do. We need to structure depth. That's how we use our brains to get to our souls which is what it's there for. All right, we'll continue this. Have an amazing, amazing day. Look for the thresholds in your life. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.